Where Ideas Launch, the podcast for the unexpected innovator. We are all incredibly creative, but maybe we've forgotten how. I've spent my career working with people from more than 150 countries, traveling the world, and experiencing cultures. And what I found? Creativity is everywhere. We've got a gargantum challenge facing us, as we need to redesign a more sustainable planet. This podcast explores modern-day innovation in the age of sustainability. I'll interview some of the most prolific thinkers, creators, and educators on their journey to create sustainable incomes and businesses. My guests and I will teach you how to be creative, create business models, and explore curiosity with the courage to level up in your career. Join me every Wednesday for a new edition of Where Ideas Launch, the podcast. Welcome to our episode. It is my absolute pleasure today to introduce you to someone who is a creative inspiration to me. Someone I've connected with because of our shared passion for great questions. Born in Morocco to Austrian and Moroccan parents, Malika Scully is a visual artist and photographer who cites her diversity, curiosity and connectedness as inspirations for her work. Having lived in various countries without her family from an early age, she identifies with a feeling of belonging to everywhere and being the foreigner as well. She learned to exploit this polarity in her art and photography, creating different mosaics of culture and a universal perspective shaped by her natural optimism and hope. Her travel and work have taught her to seek similarities, common wisdoms and shared mythologies of the ancestors rather than the differences and boundaries that disconnect us. Malika's work has been exhibited on four continents and in cities as diverse as London, Marrakesh, Los Angeles, and Seoul. In 2013, she also delivered a masterful TEDx talk on her travel along the Latitude Line 34. Malika is also a qualified personal trainer, holistic life coach, and a kettlebell athlete for a decade in London. She's also a fully licensed skydiver and skydiving camera woman and created a personal photography project while in the sky. Malika, I'm sure all of my listeners are dying to meet you. Welcome to Where Ideas Launch. Hi, Catherine. Thank you for having me. So I wanted to get you online because I know that you can teach my listeners a great deal about creativity. You have such a colorful backstory. You, you were born in Marrakesh. Your father is Moroccan, your mother is Austrian, you've lived in London, you lived in LA, you lived in Paris, and now you live in Badosse in Austria. Tell us about what those cultural experiences have brought to your life. So being from a mixed culture background already teaches me that um, there are many ways of approaching life. There are many ways of thinking, there are many rules, uh, from one country and the other. And it showed me that nobody has the ultimate answer. It's just that some answer work better for some and some not so well. And um, it resulted in a, in a feeling of belonging anywhere and everywhere and nowhere at the same time. So for me, often being on the road is where I feel feel at home going somewhere I don't know um, so yeah I think I'm I'm quite lucky to have been able to to feel more global and not get stuck into who's right and wrong 
let's get into this idea of how cultural diversity adds to your art. So you're an artist and you've worked in very in varied um, places in art or very varied types of art. Tell us about where you've worked and what cultural diversity has brought to those elements. That's interesting. I had never made the connection between um, my diverse background and the different tools that I used in my work. That's interesting because Indeed, I've used uh, installation work. I've made embroideries on photos. I've uh, uh, had you know, um, sculptures um, and made little animations. And lately I've used photography a lot and I've also painted on, photogra on photographs. So I've used, I've used the tools that fitted my, my message, uh, like a vocabulary and I've worked with more abstract concept and I've also worked with indigenous cultures where in fact, we go back to the topic of belonging and identity. I was fascinated by, by cultures who wear their identity on their face through facial tattoos. And this probably really spoke to me because I don't have this feeling of belonging to one culture. So that was, um, that was also very enrich enriching to see people who have this sense of, of identity and roots and are prepared to wear it on their, on their face. I get excited every time we start talking about art and your cultural experiences. So we also talked about the mountains a lot. You, you tell me that you, you love going up to the mountains and taking a cold dip in a lake. I can't imagine what that's like. It's not something that I do. But tell our listeners what this means for your work and how you're able to use this as part of your, your creative drive. Okay, so this is a, this is a big mountain to climb, actually. <laughs> this is a big topic. Um, I have discovered the mountains quite late, actually. Um, and it came from a frustration that I had um, that I wanted to feel things a lot more. And I will start by saying that for me, my artworks, I don't see them as something visual, but I see them as something that need to, in to instigate emotions. I want people to feel something, not to see something. And um, I was a fitness coach for a long time. I did boxing and kettlebells. So I was very incarnated and I needed to find another way to incarnate myself in my, in my work. So the mountains to me are multifaceted. They are a big metaphor of life because in life, I think we climb mountains, we go down, we climb again, we go down, we go to valleys, gorges, we stay up for a while and uh, nobody likes to go down. And it's a bit like that. It's a, it's, it's a, one of the best metaphor I think we have for, for life. And climbing mountains is also earning, earning the right to be owed to, it's, it's earning the landscape, it's timing it, it's taming it. Because when we drive, and I had just done a, a long project uh, driving just before I started learning about uh, like discovering the mountains, all this traveling that we do with planes and, and cars, and they're not human scale. But when we climb a mountain, we go back to our, our speed. We go back to, to 
timing our life in, 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 a, in a human time, as opposed to the speed that we are encouraged to, to live by. So for me, mountains are, are very important. And this is maybe why now I'm quite happily living in the mountains. Wonderful. So you also do skydive photography. I think my listeners are probably like sweating right now. Tell us about how you got into this field. That was an answer to a question, to a problem I had. I, um, it was during the time uh, I was doing a project around uh, the Latitude 34, which linked my hometown with the town I was living in, which is Los Angeles, and the amount of years I was on the planet. This was a very impulsive project I had. It's just an idea that popped in my head and I acted on it. And the line of the road, the yellow line I was tracing on the road became a metaphor for life. And then I played with that concept and I shot pictures where I was tracing the line because sometimes we don't know where we're going and we have to, we have to trace it. At times we fall off the line. And I wanted to depict how the sky is the limit or ask whether the sky is the limit. So I needed to take my yellow line up. And I shot one, I shot a few images where I flew a ribbon up in the sky and that was just not convincing to me. And I decided I needed to go up there and shoot my picture really in the sky. And this is how I, called the skydive center and told them I, I, I needed to learn to fly. And I did not measure the, the um, consequences of this because I was 37 years old at that time. I was not, you know, uh, completely fearless. Well, we still have filters the older we get. And um, I had no idea I had to have four licenses for this and that I was going to be petrified for 50 jumps. <laughs> and, uh, but I had a goal, I had the target, and I think this was what matters. Um, fear, was, um, fear was anecdotal, and the goal was the, um, the target was the matter. So this is how it started. And then uh, I did a series of images up there uh, of photos because I figured there was no artist who actually did a series of, of creative images up there. So I would take props with me and shoot and shoot uh, colors, basically splash colors up in the sky, the same way an artist would intervene on the landscape through land art or paint over a picture. And then the club asked me to do the videos for their tandems. So it was completely unplanned. It was total serendipity. It's, it's so crazy. I, I, I'm just excited. I want to go out and do something different now, just listening to you. So how would you recommend our listeners approach creativity? How do they embrace creativity if they have what they feel like might be monotonous jobs? How would you ask them to open their minds? Okay, so I will, I will say before that what um, we create does, and then I'll, I'll say how to tackle this. Um, I'll read a quote from a photographer and she says that photographers are investigators. The unconscious obsession that we photographers have is that wherever we go, we want to find the theme that we carry inside of ourselves. 
So in other words, what the I see is a synthesis of who we are. And what we, what we give to see is also what we are. So creativity is also a way to know who we are. It's a double mirror. We show what we see, but it also shows ourselves. So for this, to be, to be creative, we really need courage and curiosity. With courage, we have to, we drop our filters. We, we jump in the cold water. Um, it can feel daunting because somebody might say, this is really bad what you've done, or it's just not good, or it's just, you know, it's not. But being creative does not mean we have to be the best. We have to be, you know, we have to make a masterpiece. Um, we are masterpiece in the making because we, we always, this is my, my feeling is that we are always sketching something that will become better later. And so we, we have to have the courage to take action. Um, since ideas are, um, ideas are answers to questions and to, um, they come from a line of inquiry. And it can be hard that to have people look at what we do. It can be really hard. And that's where it takes courage to do it in an authentic way, not trying to be like someone, not trying to emulate. We can be inspired, but it, will, it has to come from, from, a, from an authentic, uh, from the heart, from the gut. And curiosity is where we find all the seeds that have the potential to become um, ideas, um, artworks. Uh, and I also think that we are a kind of alchemist where we take all these seeds, all these different things, all these different elements, and with our own personal little chemical reaction, we produce something new. Um, the same way when we learn from many people, we make our own idea of something. We don't just copy and paste. And creativity is this, is this, um, this little magic, um, how can I say this? This magic transformation, this is what we transform things. We, we, we take a lot of it, a lot of the, what's around us and we transform it into our own, our own um, personal way of expressing what we have to say. So really courage and curiosity. I think are uh, what will help your listeners have um, be creative without without holding back. Malika, how do we get out of our own comfort zones? Get out of our own way. I will start by saying that going out of our comfort zone does not necessarily mean high adrenaline thrill, thrill uh, activities like skydive and things like this. These activities, they do just that. They give us thrills and they give us a hit. They give us a kick, a dopamine kick, which is why they can get very addictive um, for some of us. They can be very empowering. They can be very euphoric. They can have, yes, this feeling of achievement, which can be very beneficial to get going and get started on things and, and uh, yes, feel empowered, which we know can have a, a, a great carryover in whatever we do in life. However, I am not sure it really 
has an impact on creativity per se. I have many fellow skydivers who I would not qualify them as creative. Um, so I think that going out of our comfort zone is, yes, something that can contribute to creativity, but it has to be um, nearly like a way of being, a way of life, a, a, a lifestyle, and one that is based on trust. And what I'm trying to say here is that going out of our comfort zone does not have to be high adrenaline, does not have to be extreme. It can be speaking up. It can be telling, saying our opinion when it's completely divergent from everybody else. It can be traveling to a country we've never been and doing it alone. And um, it can be going out in the crowd when we don't like crowds. It can be really soft things, softer, softer things. And this, I equate it to some kind of character and brain gymnastic. So it's all down to flexibility. Creativity comes down to really f- to flexibility. The same way as when we learn various languages, our mind becomes a lot more flexible between languages. And we kind of don't get stuck. If we, there is one word we don't understand, we can make it up. So it's it's really it's really about this uh, flexibility in in the way we approach things. The other thing, I think, that is very important for creativity, and I'll quote a critic, Lyle Rexer, who told me when I was in a residency where he was taking part, he told me that my as a man my images take him to a place in his heart he does not usually go, and this is a bit of that. Um, out of the comfort zone can also be going within in places we don't normally go. It's this inquiry again that we were talking about, the questions. Um, we going to a little corner that we oh, we don't know how it looks like. You know, we're going to investigate. And this is, this, is the, this is one of the key. And this can only be done with an open heart to be really authentic and really moving and touching. Um, it has to not be driven just by the head and logic and whatever filters we acquire as we grow and go through life. So this is also why I think that artists are heart openers, because it, it does require this, this, um, this attitude. And this is also why I created this group where, called Heart with Malika with an A capital um, to try and help people drive their creativity through their heart. I love this. I have been so excited by this and I'm sure my listeners will want to learn more about you. How can they reach out? I have a website. Uh, it's medicascali.com and I also have a Facebook group where I talk about all things creativity and how to how that can also have a positive, positive impact on uh, everyday life and on knowing who we are. Because when we know who we are, we know where we are going. Thank you. And thank you, listeners, for joining us for Where I Guess Launch. See you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. This podcast was brought to you today by the Depot Virtual Service Hub. 
The Virtual Service Hub is our digital transformation strategy service that supports startups needing to optimize their processes and their performance to scale up for growth. We also help medium-sized firms in modernizing their operations and our services include sustainable strategy, analytics and tech enablement. To find out more, contact Catherine Ann Byam on LinkedIn.